it's Hills Radio, 88.9 FM, the voice of the Adelaide Hills. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right, how are you? Good, you're looking really well. <laughs> At least from this distance, anyway. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Adventure Before Dementia here on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. You're with Anita and Mike this lovely freezing cold morning here in the Adelaide Hills. It's only 5.2 degrees outside and it's only going to get to 15. But the reason why we're here, it's not to talk about the weather, no, but we could do that if you like. We are an Outback Adventure show. That's the name of our game. We're keeping it real here at 88.9 FM, trying to get you (laughs) outdoors and into the uh, fantastic Outback. We are, of course, in South Australia uh, the, what would you say, we're the hub? No, not the hub. We're the gateway the to gateway, the gateway, that's what centre. I was looking for. Yes. There's so much, uh, so much, so much great things to see. And yes. this morning we are making our way over Westway to a remote track called Goog's Track. Mm. Now, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Well, we're going to start shortly. off the show. No, not just yet. Oh. Come on, rain it back. <laughs> We are gonna we're gonna talk about us because okay. hey that's all we do really oh. just talk about us. But uh, we ourselves are outback enthusiasts. We have racked up over a hundred thousand kilometres, dusty kilometres, be that, um, as contributors to four by four and camping publications. At least. Yep. And these days we own and manage a camper trailer store in Mount Barker. Uh, Anita still writes a column for Caravan World magazine and you may have seen our Weekend Escapes column in the Weekender Herald which appears every fortnight. Yes. Um, Just this last week we had a little story in there. So check that out. That's in the travel section. So that's just a little bit about us. Um, As we said today, today we are talking remote touring, Googs Track, but... We're going to hit into a song straight away and because... Adelaide is the gateway to the outback. We're going to call it the Holy Grail. And let's start off with a bit of Hummers and Collectors. Amen. Oh! Thing was good too? Yes, or any time of the day, really. <laughs> That's just silly. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio with Anita and Mike until 9 o'clock this morning. And we're talking about Googs. Track. Yes, that's right. Goog's Track is a, essentially a remote desert track out west. Um, it's often re- referred to as a mini Simpson crossing. Yes. But it's actually much easier. Um, sort of. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, not, there's not as soft. Probably about 60 kilometres of it, which uh, has some, you know, m- medium range sand dunes to cross, and the rest is sort of just cross country driving through conservation reserves and and uh, Mallee sort of style yes. country. Yep. Anyway, just a few fast facts about Goog's Track. Um, it is regarded as easy to medium. Uh, it's suitable for camper trailers with care. Uh, the time taken to cross it is generally two to three days. There's a couple of good camping spots along the way and we'll hmm. share those with you a little bit later. The rough distance from Sejuna to Glendambu, Glendambu, 
is 350 kilometres plus side trips and there are a few side trips along the way and that of course does add uh, to the track and the fuel required. Uh, best time of the year, obviously being in desert terrain it's uh, best to avoid during summer because it's <laughs> very hot so May to, May to October and the general direction of travel is south to north because it is a very narrow track through two metre high scrub. Oh. If you mm. need to pull off the track for opposition traffic, it can. That's generally when you stake a tyre. So they recommend people travel south to north, use Channel 10 to communicate, and uh, yeah, that's about it. <coughs> Permits and fees if you stop in a Sejuna uh, visitor centre, they can give you a bit more information and uh, tell you about the current fees at the time. Yep. And uh, there's more information in the HEMA. Great Desert Tracks Atlas and Guide. I've got here, I don't know how old this is, but the permits were $4 per day per vehicle. Yep. Roughly. Yep. Um, so if you stay for three days. Three by four, you can work it out, people. $12. And that's roughly that's how long they say it takes to cross, don't they? Yeah, spend more on chubba chups, surely. <laughs> that's two and a bit coffees at roadside stops. <laughs> Lousy ones at that. Uh, mm, Generally. Take your own. Take all your own stuff, that's for sure. So that's a few fast facts about it anyway. Yes. Now, the, the thing, one of the great things that I like about this track is it has some great history. Like, you like history? I, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, some of it. And the story goes that uh, a farmer... It, it's a fascinating story. Yeah, a farmer, he was a passionate outdoor enthusiast and he wanted to carve a track through this remote country and create a four-wheel drive outback track. So what do you do uh, in those situations? You get your mates around and he had one. <laughs> uh, his son and his wife, they bought their own infrastructure and they did. They sweated this out weekend after weekend and mm. eventually created the track. Uh, John Goog Denton, named Goog, uh, because of his fascination for chickens and eggs. Um, yeah, he carved this track with a uh, little help from his friends, uh, as they say. Uh, and um, you were going to say? Oh, they just they have three kids as well. So Martin, Debbie and Jeffrey. Okay. But they didn't help because they I don't think they were on the scene yet, but uh, they all had uh, nicknames with two being well-known. Yeah, John, of course, is Googs, and then there's Goog. Martin, or Goog, sorry, and Martin. What about Dinger? Uh, is Dinger. Dinger, Donger. Dinger. Anyway, fascinating. Yes. So that is a little bit of uh, history about Googs Track. Mm. And there are some, um, what do you call those things? That was way back in the 60s too. Mm. What do you call those things that you can find along the way? Historical... Hysterical markers. Yes, <laughs> no, historical markers. And a yes. few um, few things uh, from the, their history you can find along the way. Monuments and the like. Yeah, lots of things that people have been leaving things uh, there, like cans of beer, um, bottle full tops. Full or empty? Mon full. That, that's litter, man. That's not... Uh, they leave them on the graves yeah. to, for them to have a drink because they've done all that hard work. So they, they created this track over three years, every weekend, smashing through this uh, melly scrub. would have been tough because that scrub is just yep. so... Oh. 
and uh, unfortunately both the father and son passed away in the sort of early to mid-90s. Yes. Um, anyway, are you going to play a song? Oh, okay. <laughs> I might just have a few words from our sponsors first and then we're going to start that amazing track up through Goog's track. Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers. They're 26 bike present Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt. 4wd.com.au. Hills Radio Spot. Bit of Jack Johnson as well in the morning. Sometimes uh, in the afternoon it's good. Yeah, okay, deja vu. That was Radiate Jack Johnson and you're listening to Anita and Mike here on Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM and we're talking about Goog's track, one of the, what did you say, top 25? Top 25 desert, remote desert, desert tracks in Australia. And if you haven't done it, you've got to do it. It's only three days, so... And if you're a local here in South Australia, it doesn't take long to get to Sejuna, really. Uh, beautiful spot. And the fish there uh, is always amazing. Especially if you start off at Sejuna, pick up some fresh fish. Fish. There's a great fish and chip shop there as well. Mm-hmm. Scoff down some fresh fish and chips because you won't be having that for a while. That's and uh, get all your stocks, yep. um, petrol, Stop everything that you need. And then you head up. There's a bit of a turn off onto a dirt road. And then you enter in... To the... Um, Yumbara. That's right, Yumbara. Conservation Reserve. The journey traverses through Yumbara Conservation Rever- Reserve and... or oh, Park Reserve, same thing. Conservation uh, Park. And also the Yellabina Regional Reserve. And the area is a, a haven for nature enthusiasts. And there's... Because there's plenty of great wildlife and bird life, such as the Mallee Fowl, Sandhill Denarts... Denarts... Denarts. Depends what side of the fence you're from. And they are the two rare species that you can find, say, if you're camping at night and you're having a fire, you can see this, as well as kangaroos, wombats, dingoes, and lots and lots of birds. And we were always worried about the dingoes, but we'll talk about that later. So as you pass through the vermin-proof fence... Or the dog fence, as some people call it. ...which is a gate. It's on the eastern perimeter of the Yellowmina Regional Reserve and... Also to the Lake Everard station. It must be shut at all times because that's the whole idea of having a dog-proof, vermin-proof fence, isn't it? That's it. Otherwise, it's just a fence. And you've got to get permission too to get to... Oh, that's a bit later on there. Uh, Anyway, okay. (laughs) Just going on. I'm going on. All right. So, so you're in. That's it. So once you enter the fence, you've got to get the obligatory photo of your vehicle going through the gate and the fence the there, sun. which is really cool. You enter a sort of Mallee, Mallee country. Yep. And it's it's pretty easy going to the lake, which is roughly about, say, 30 k's. But it's quite easy going. It's a bit wide and you've got to put your tyre pressures down. That's it. And mm. you just got to watch out for your sand flag. Uh, sand flags are recommended in any desert environment and it obviously gives the uh, cars ahead an idea of the, the fact that you're about to go yeah. powering over the dune <laughs> in front of them and being a skinny track that uh, can pose problems. Yep. 
Um, and you, you do have to watch out for your sand flag because there's these uh, little gum trees that are hanging over the track all the time. Nally, so Nally trees. That's it. And uh, your little whip flag <laughs> can get quite a bit of energy after it's bent fully backward and then goes catapulting forward. So it does pay to just take a breath. Yep. Drive slowly, enjoy the scenery. Another thing is, is if you're scanning on your UHF. That is UHF radio. If you also just stop on 10 and put out an uh, announcement to say that you're heading... North. North. Yep. Up Googs Track if anyone's oncoming and your rough position, just Hmm. to let people know, hey, I'm on my way, I don't really want to into you. (laughs) So Channel 10 is the recommended UHF channel for this track. Uh, it's generally regarded as a as an outback channel. Yep. Channel 18 is reserved for sort of the highway caravanners and Channel 40 is for the main truckie routes and generally the truckies use that. So we, we headed up, I remember, it was back in 2009. God, can you think back that far? No. I'm having trouble. Yeah, me too. No, actually, these sort of these sort of trips do etch themselves into yep. your memory. And uh, you've got to take pictures because yep. if you flash back, it just brings back all those memories and yep. of how it was. Absolutely. And I just remember the sand was not the red of the desert, but it's more orange. Mm. Of yep. um, like a salmony. Yeah, of the south South Australian sand. So, mm-hmm. and then you head up. Of course, you've got to get ready because you're about to hit the bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, the, the harder part of the track doesn't start till Googs Lake. Um, and, it, yeah, it does get quite a bit softer from there. So if you haven't reduced your tyre pressures, and let's face it, you should reduce them a little bit. you got to because you just reckon it for the person coming after you because you're Destroying making all the those... <laughs> That's it. What, a lot of people call them different things, jump-ups, Corrugations, yeah. wombat holes. Often big ones. if your tyres are pumped up too much as you're going over the corrugations, oh. you know, your suspension is waggling from side to side. Waggling, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a word. <laughs> and uh, as each wheel reaches its, its uh, extension of travel, then the wheel with underpower, it digs, it slips on oh. the surface and digs a bigger hole yeah. on that side. So yeah. what that means when you are driving through those is that the vehicle is shaking violently from side to side as each wheel drops into the hole on one side of the track and then it goes a little bit further and then drops into another hole and mm. it, it is quite wearing on the body. Oh, that's for sure. You get quite exhausted even though you're only travelling like 40 kilometres an hour. Yep. and you're only reaching the halfway point, it's best to slow down, take your time, get out and have a look around. Because, it. because it's quite an amazing uh, place to see, the shrubbery and yep. the, the animals. So the first 30 k's is nice, easy going. It's just, um, yeah, there's nothing difficult about the track at all and it's just a, a, a good opportunity to really start soaking in this beautiful outback uh, terrain, if you like. Um, Googs Lake is one of the best camping spots in the track. You've got to you've got to spend at least a night there, and and it's just oh, a beautiful yes. spot really to stay for a couple of days and really to soak up this uh, beautiful area. Yep, that's where the track turns right, and uh, you can go off to look at some other points. Yep, Lois Rocks is a little bit beyond there. But you've got to stop and have a look at uh, the lake. But before that, there's also a little spot which is the 
uh, Googs track water holes and it's not that many, it's not that big, but it's a nice way to just stop off, have a look, take a few photos, have a look around. And also the memorial is up that way as well yeah, to Googan Dinger. Now, mm. over the years, um, the park staff have to, have had to create more bollards. Now, if you're oh. a camper, you hate bollards, but unfortunately there are a few of us, a few amongst us that f- think it's their right to... Um, drive out, for example, onto Googs Lake, which oh. is a dry salt lake. Mm. Um, there's always a few in every crowd that feel that they have to go and make their signature by doing donuts and other things mm. into these dry salt lakes. So they've had to put a lot more bollards up now. <sighs> so it does restrict where you can go um, and camp near Googs Lake, which is unfortunate. Yep. But uh, that's just the way that it is. I remember our camp there when we had a... Um, we had to do the uh, traditional fall drive club fire, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a fire, well, it's but a it's modest. a fire! Let's just say it was a modest little campfire. Yeah, it was very clear around there. You could have a bit of a fire. And we also made a fire just to light up the area as well because we mm-hmm. were taking photographs. And then we started talking or telling stories we had another couple with us and i started to get a little bit paranoid because we were talking (laughs) about dingoes and how they hunt in packs yeah so i was uh i was sort of new to it all well, especially mm. getting that was one of our first, tracks. I think, first remote trips that we did. And it was getting, I was getting pretty scared. So it was good that we had the uh, bright fire. Yep. But then in the morning, it was amazing, amazingly clear, and you get to see all the tracks. I think we did have a, a one or two dingoes yep. circling us, but the good, you just got to not Circling's have your. Not a, not Perhaps the right term. I mean, you, you get up in the morning, you can see where the dingoes have walked around your camp. So they haven't been hunting you and circling you in a threatening manner, but they've... You've just got to not leave your rubbish around hmm, or clearly. your shoes outside and make sure that uh, that doesn't attract the dingo to come to you. Because when we were in uh, Alice Springs, we actually saw a dingo open a zip of a camper trailer, go inside and take out... A loaf of bread. I don't know why a loaf of bread. Maybe that's all that was there. And then he went out again. He ran off. No, he didn't close the zipper door, but <laughs> he took off with it. It was amazing watching this dingo uh, do this because uh, the zipper in mention was one of those straight down z- zips. Yeah, this animal just stuck his nose into the ground and flicked it open in such an easy... He'd uh, obviously yeah. done it before. He was a... Or watched his parents do it and sort of go, I don't know how to get in there. That's it. Anyway... We uh, digress. That's it. But there are the natives around, um, but they're there for a reason as well, to keep down uh, certain vermin which are taking over South Australia. But they're also an amazing creature as well. And it's funny also because the ones in South, uh, in the Simpson Desert were really playful and friendly, I think, because mm. they had full bellies because we had floods then. Yes. Amazing stuff. Okay, so we're going to head off from... Uh, Googs Lake after these short messages and from our sponsors and maybe another song. What do you reckon? Yeah. Casey Chambers and Paul Kelly with Hey. I got it. Thank you. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio with Anita and Mike until 9 o'clock this morning and we're talking about one of the great Outback tracks. 
Googs track. Right, Desert Tracks. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so before the break, we were camping at Googs Lake and uh, just in the morning we'd got out of bed and we looked around the campsite to try and identify all the tracks around our camp. And uh, there are a few paw prints, there are a few little slithers <laughs> in the sand and... Uh, and we were, yeah, we spent uh, probably about 20 minutes in the morning just having a bit of a wander around, trying to say, hmm, yeah, I reckon a kangaroo might have sat there and that's the, that's the shape of his tail on the sand mm. and other little things, which is always very interesting. Yep, and especially because there's a lot of shrubbery around. Shrubbery. And then you've also got the um, mice and little rats and stuff, bush rats and yep. bush mice. So. Yeah, there's lots of good little things around. Mm. And then I think we went for a walk on the actual lake hmm. and had a look at a few things and there yeah. was a couple of dead scorpions. Right. That's always encouraging. <laughs> and uh, But that was amazing to see the sun coming up anywhere in the outback because it's just mm. so different, especially on a clear night, like these beautiful mornings we've been having lately here in South Australia. And you have to get out and do these things because it's not just about the driving people. It is about soaking up the atmosphere of a particular area and you can only do that by getting out of your car using those two things attached to the bottom of your torso <laughs> and uh, and exploring the great sights. Yes. So as you leave now from uh, Googs Lake and the campground there, if you travel along, if you're heading north. east, we're not going north, we're actually going east. Well, we've got and to go we... north to get out of the track and we go over to Nulla Rock which is a huge outcrop of granite and it's called Nullara Rock which is an amazing place to take photographs as well because it's it's up high and it's quite clear and you get to see the views all around so that's that's a great spot to visit but it is off the track and it does take a while to get there there's also another place to go and have a look at and that's called Lewis Rock Lois. Lois. Lois, Lois. Lois is a girl. Lewis is a boy. Oh, okay. Same thing. L-O-I-S, rock. And that's a similar sort of thing. But, again, it's just the views and taking it all in and checking out the tracks and, and things like that. Just make sure there. when you do all those trips that you have, um, you have given consideration into that with your fuel rations because yes. there is no fuel along this track. No. Um, you leave at Sedona and you might get some in uh, Kingunia, um, but you need to ring and check first if you are relying on these fuel supplies. Obviously, Sedona, no issues, but uh, some of these outback areas uh, do, don't always have fuel. Yes. So if you do head out to view that, you then got to drive back to mm. Googs Lake and then head up north. Yeah, you know, it's slow going, reduced tyre pressures, uh, soft terrain, it'll sap, you know, it does use more fuel than driving on the highway. Anyway, so we, when when we did this track back in 2009, uh, the lady in the, in the, oh, yeah. in the tourist information <laughs> centre made a really big deal about oh. this orchard. She talked about uh, quandongs and quandong damper and really got us salivating at the time. She said it's a huge crop and they're right in season at the moment. The berries will be bright red. And sweet or... Pick a few and make make your amazing own. Amazing damper. Yeah. So we got really excited about this. We went to the designated point of interest where this orchard 
of Quandogs <laughs> was supposed to be. And I think we searched uh, with a four-person team, oh. a, you know, maybe a three-kilometre radius right around where this was supposed to be. And do you think we found one one little Quandong piece of fruit? We found one tree mm. and it had one piece of fruit on it. Oh, so we did. But it was one. dry. It wasn't edible. It was dried right out at one. There was a lot of nuts on the floor, <laughs> which are they, they're quite amazing because they're about the size of a, a broad bean. Oh, no, I'm a smaller cherry. Oh, a macadamia oh, nut. Yeah, yeah macadamia nut. And the, the hard shell is all wriggly, so it looks like a brain, doesn't yeah. it? It's quite yeah. weird. But the colour is amazing, bright red. And the tree is green. It was the only green tree around. Everywhere else, it was uh, a different colour, a different colour green, and and it was fleshy. And it was it was quite amazing that we sort of saw it and went, oh, would that be it? Because we didn't have any idea what we were looking for. Because the Kwandong is a is a bit of a specialty of that area. Um, if you've never had it before, it's, yeah. it's not like a it's not a sweet fruit, is it? It's sort of like a it's bit tart, of a, like, like a rhubarb. <laughs> but you got to have if you have it in a tart, they make it like a jam mm. and make it sweeter. But it's um, yeah. a unique taste. Well, it's Australian, so so don't go expecting to find uh, an orchard <laughs> of Kwandongs along Google Track. Um, or if you do find it, please tell us. Because <laughs> we'd really like to know where we went wrong. Uh, but there's lots of places to stop and have a look as well. There was another patch that was all white, I remember. I don't know if that was crushed granite or not, um, but that was quite an amazing view as well. And then it just turned to orange again mm-hmm. from the sand, so that was pretty spectacular. And then, of course, we headed up to our next campsite. Which is at Mount Fink. Now there is, uh, that's essentially on the, uh, let's say, the left-hand side of the track to make it easy. Yep. Um, and just before that, on the right-hand side of the track <laughs> is a little Mount Fink. Um, oh, yes. Mount Fink proper, though, is, is another popular camping area and you can climb your way to the top of this stony mound for a view of the Mallee scrub <laughs> from <laughs> side if, to side. If you feel up to it, but after all that driving and, and bumping, pounding, and you're yep. sort of a bit... Mm. Yeah. Stuffed? Yeah. Or dare I say naked? <laughs> That's but optional. You've got to, it, and you've got to go around, you can collect some firewood, get your fire ready, and just relax and watch the sunset. Mm. There's also another tiny little camp just before Mount Fink. It's called Drum Camp, but I think we just drove straight past it. Yeah, it depends which map that you're yeah. using. You yes. know, if you're using a high detail map or a low detail map, sometimes the latter just. Uh, just not on there, but hopefully you would have done some research prior to your travelling and Ooh, you can yeah. pick up all the all the major points of interest, all, yep. all the interesting stuff, and why not make up a few of your own along the way? <coughs> so this is a large clearing, Mount mm-hmm. Fink, and yep. then great spot to stop and have a, yep. um, yeah, <coughs> a more of a decent meal, walk around, collect some wood... And again, and and also, I think that the and if I can talk about colours, it started change from orange to more red mm-hmm. because you're moving closer north. to the outback. Yep, mm. the real outback. <laughs> yes, so that's uh, that's called Mount Fink. Now, in this general area is the uh, Trans Australian. Is that what it's called? The, the railway, anyway. Oh, this is the, yes. The major route of the of the what would you call it? Stock trains yeah. that go from east to west. Yep. Um, and 
crane buffs may wish to camp beside the railway line so they can <laughs> see the see and hear the roar of the trains. But let me tell you, after the first one, it's not not that exciting. <laughs> and if you don't like, um, yeah, it's uh, good to get some get some uh, get some distance. Yeah. Yeah, even if it is between you and the train. That's it. Not everyone's a train enthusiast and, yeah, after the first one, there can be a lot of them, let's say. Another good thing is to also check over your vehicle, make sure you haven't lost anything, make sure yep. nothing's fallen off because yep. it is pretty rough. I'm Check pretty lucky. pressures every day. I'm pretty lucky in my in our car, our Nissan Patrol. We've got, I've got a suspension seat, so at least I go boing, boing, whereas Mike goes, oh, oh. Yeah. It doesn't really help that no. much. Banging your head against the window um, or the roof is very overrated, oh, I think. Yeah, not good, not good. But it was a spectacular spot. We'll be back after these sponsor announcements to finish off Goog's track. Nothing like a bit of Pete Murray on a Saturday morning. Or in the afternoon. <laughs> there was Hold It All for Love and the love of travelling on Goog's track. And that's what we're doing this lovely Sunday morning here on Adventure Before Dementia. It's Saturday, dear. Oh, sorry, Saturday. Oh, jeepers. It's the cold weather. Uh, you're on Hills Radio. Like Hills Radio. Yeah, Lake of Coffee. Hills Radio, 88.9 FM, the voice of Adelaide Hills. And did you know Bob, Bob, the outside broadcast bus, will be at Cornerstone Cottage after... College. College. Yes. What did I say? Cottage. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's a little <laughs> bit bigger than a cottage down there. In fact, it's a school. <laughs> it is a school. It's a big school at the entrance of Mount Barker and Bob will be there this morning for uh, broadcasting, which is probably after 10 o'clock, I think it is. So that's uh, just, uh, yeah, just on the start of Adelaide Road there. You sort of turn in just, part, just before the bus stop there. I'm sure there'll be signs. Yeah. Bob, of course, stands for... What is it, big outside broadcast bus That's or something it. like that? Katik. <laughs> Kading. So we're heading up through Googs Track. We're about to leave Mount Fink Campground. And can I just say that all, say. all these camping spots make very good spots for barbecues, camping, relaxing, and of course to have a cold drink or two. You've got to sit back though and admire the view. Just take it in, absorb it all in, the sounds, the smells, and just think about actually how long it took you to get where you are at the moment what you've traveled on and all the hard work that actually went into your enjoyment then and there that's it don't forget these are unmaintained outback tracks yep. and whatever rubbish that you take in oh. beer bottles cans oh. uh lids lids of lids of beer bottles yep. and cans and other things please make sure that you take them out don't think you can burn them on a fire because it doesn't it doesn't work yep just put it you in bring it in you take it out it's yep. pretty simple yep um have some respect for the environment and the people that follow you yeah and the owners it's not that hard the owners as well that yep. have made this track for you to travel on okay so not not far beyond mount fink is uh, you turn onto the the main access road if you like you head east or right back towards the Stewart Highway it is about 170 k's have we left or have we now we have uh, we've, we've driven out we've yes we've oh, you, we, we, we've reached the end of the track <laughs> we're at the end of the track end of that particular track Eesh. it's not the end of the journey though because no. you can turn turn right or east if you like towards uh, Tarkula which is a very interesting town 
Very interesting town. Yes. <laughs> should, should I sound more interested when I say interesting? <laughs> it's like a ghost town. It is like a ghost town. It used to be a major hub <laughs> for the railway stock as it was coming through. Um, and I think it's been redirected now uh, further south. Yep, the pub's shut. It is, it is quite spooky because you roll into town. The only, the only sign of life is the, uh, we saw was a Telstra van. <laughs> zooming around there, no doubt doing some maintenance for the one resident of the town. Yep. Uh, there is a pub there. When when we passed through in 09, it was all battened up. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we did go to the train station to wait for the train, but nothing came. <laughs> But it was it's another another spot to get out and have a walk around and yeah, yeah. check Very out the scenery. So that's about 30, 30 40 k's uh, beyond the T intersection once you hit the end of Googs Track, and then you can sort of make your way make your way east. The other the next place uh, point of interest is Kingunia. Uh, that also that's. Usually you can get fuel there, but it, it is the, if you are relying on fuel, just make sure that you ring ahead to mm. make sure that they do have a supply. Yep. And then uh, and then Glen Dambo at the intersection of the Stewart Highway. Mm-hmm. Now, just a couple of things to note nearby if you're looking for some extra entertainment. There's the Lake Gairdner National Park. Now that is the one of the third largest salt lake in Australia. Is yeah, that right? I believe so. Yep, or something like that. Beautiful place again to uh, to get down, explore by foot. Um, we've we've uh, ex- we've explored a little bit of that area further to the south via Mount Ives Station. Yep. Uh, that part of the lake oh. is actually on their property. That was good. So that's the only way in and out. Oh, the lake is amazing because it's massive and it's just white, white as white could be, and then. If, again, if you get a sunset or sunrise, mm-hmm. it makes an amazing photo, and you just want to run on it because it's so flat and yep. amazing. Yeah. You've no, never seen nice. anything like it. If you see pictures, pictures are one thing, but you've got to see it in the flesh. Yep. Now we talked earlier about tyre pressures on Googs Track or any other terrain. We have we have driven in desert environment, including uh, Googs Track as low as twelve psi in our front tyres. Some for- people would say, "Won't your tyres roll off?" Well, if you wildly reef the wheel while you're going over a dune for a right turn, there is a chance of it. That's why you need to carry a good quality compressor and not something that you buy for 50 bucks at a at a automotive store. You need a, a good quality compressor which can reseat the bead. Yep, or carry spares. Yep, <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, generally uh, tyre pressures for sand terrain, people suggest around 18 uh, you don't have to worry about creating uh, pressure and heating your tyres because you're only going like 20 or 30 kilometres an hour, right. so it's not really an issue. And if you do reach the end of the line and you're still on low tyre pressures, just keep driving slow or pull over and refuel them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick note on the SA Outback Roads report. Everything's open at the moment or open with warnings, apart from the Birdsville inside track, which is closed due to flooding. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Okay. Wow. That was a good drive today. excellent. Uh, Thanks for listening. And look what's happened outside. It's turned into a lovely sunny morning. And, um, yeah, next week we'll probably go on another destination somewhere or other. But you've been listening to 
Adventure Before Dementia. Hang around for the Bricks and Mortar show from 9 o'clock this morning. Yes, and we'll be back same time next week. Anita and Mike, if not, check out our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9, and we'll post some pictures of Goog's track. Here's a little bit of Christian Benton with Voices in the Wind just to see us to the news. Thank you.